Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. Hey, good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that works at Tab and comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns because I don't know it all. I can't even fathom to know it all, and uh, it's good to have a, a helper like Bob in here to to give a <laughs> more other technical side of some of these questions. A couple things: we were wrong. OpenOffice does not have a free email client, um, so uh, we did put a link though to uh, a site that shows you many alternatives to Outlook uh, that would work. So hopefully, uh, the caller can take a look at that uh, and get some ideas as to alternatives to Outlook. Uh, with her issue. Let's go to uh, your calls, though. You've been nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. All of a sudden, the lines are starting to jingle. You guys know we start at 9, right? <laughs> Everyone's sleeping but us. We're going to go to Jack and Hartford first. Hey, Jack, what's up? Hi, Eric and Bob. How you doing? Thanks, thanks for your show. Do, uh, doing fine, thank you. Good. Um, your screener was a little concerned with the quality of my <laughs> Cricket wireless service. Okay. Um, but I, uh, I can I hear you. Okay, good. Um I got a mailer in my uh, mailbox the other day for a company called GoNetSpeed.com. Oh, you're so lucky. Really? Oh. <laughs> and it is. I did. I went to the website, filled out the little location thing, and it says it is available. You? Oh, so you have fiber in Hartford? Apparently, the west end of Hartford and West Hartford, apparently. Oh, and you are also doing targeted neighborhoods in New Haven, according to the website. Yes, sir. So GoNet Speed is a fiber alternative. Um, and it's, yep. it's some sort of uh, private-public uh, partnership, I think, uh, with these fiber providers. So tell everybody, Jack, just how low your uh, unlim- your internet's going to be, and it's guaranteed for life, right? Correct. No, no changes. Well, currently I'm I'm doing the Frontier uh, uh, DSL, which is is get, getting me about uh, twelve or fourteen Mbps, depending on the day. Right. For how much um, are you paying for that? $51.99 so a month. 12 megabytes for 60 bucks, and you go to this, GoNet Speed is what? $50 a month for 100 there $70 you go. a month for 500 yep. and $90 a month for a gig. Isn't it amazing um, what competition can do? So <laughs> it, it is indeed. So I was just wondering about the legitimacy. I mean, oh, that's I, legit. I, I'm totally inclined to do this. Uh, me too. I can't, I, the moment it comes to Southington, I'm in. Um, the, the whole issue here, though, Jack, is this. Pura is going to cause these guys a bit of a problem. Yeah. So Pura's recent ruling, because GoNet Speed, I suspect, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're going to want to use that municipal gain section of the poll. They might uh, be maybe. put... Yeah. I, I, read the, I read how they are providing it through whose polls and stuff, so, yeah. you know... So if they're going through municipal gain, which is where the municipality can uh, offer this connection and, and you're going to then get this ability to compete finally, um, yeah. then GoNetSpeed doesn't have to pay a rental 
uh, per poll to either Eversource or Frontier, who owns most of the polls. And Pura said, oh, no, no, municipalities, you can't offer high-speed Internet like this. They can only do you know, specific things um, to help the town itself and not get into the Internet business. So uh, if this goes through, Jack, you're going to – you win, right? You're going to have a great service. Like yeah, great like service. It. Great service, low cost. You can literally cut every cable you have and just do everything through this fiber. Well, I have, I have pretty much cut most of my cables. I have no landline. I cut the uh, – you know, cable TV, I right. stream now, uh, but streaming is sometimes rickety on 12 Mbps. It doesn't work so well on 12 megabits, does it? No, no. Um, but I think I would think it would work fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, at 100 for the price? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. My concern is, yes, I'd be paying, actually. Although they, they do say a couple of quick questions. They uh, There's a $100 installation fee, which is fine. Yeah. Um, um, there's no – they don't rent the modem. Um, I would have to get a router, I would assume. Yeah, you, you, we recommend that you do, sure. Okay, uh, so that I could have my own firewall, right? Yep. yep. Okay. And then there's two other things. Inside wiring, for additional cost, they put at the bottom in smaller print, for additional cost, you can get inside wiring and a static IP address, which I have no idea what that is. A static IP address is just the address that uh, for the Internet for a business. They would need that type of thing for certain functionality of mail okay, servers. so it really it, doesn't apply to me. It does not, nor does the inside wiring necessarily apply to you because they're going to come to your home and right. probably end up at the same spot your Frontier modem is. Okay, um, all right. So you should, shouldn't need any of that. Just the installation. I mean, for 100 bucks, I, I would, heck, I'd pay 1000 bucks uh, <laughs> because you're, you're going to save so much money over the life of the connection because now there's right. competition. Understood. Yeah. Now, what, what are the ramifications if Pura says uh, – I don't know. We don't know, you know. We don't know that yet. It's all hypothetical. Right? It's a little hypothetical, but uh, it, thanks to being such a revolutionary state like Connecticut, our government <laughs> is getting involved to not give you competition. Uh, yeah, they want to keep it the that. status quo. Yeah, keep it the status quo. Get, Jack only needs 12 megabits. He's right. happy, and he's paying through the nose, and he's happy of 12 megabits. That's all he really needs. We're still revolutionary. <laughs> Right, that's Connecticut for you. Uh, I hope to gosh it gets through for you, man. I, I I'm so excited for you. Well, I'm going to follow up. I, I I may carry both of them for a month or two just to you know. Uh, I you know I'm happy to get rid of the the fifty two dollar a month, uh, yeah. twelve twelve megabit. Right. Um, uh, but in case would this would any pure action be immediate or would it be way down the road? They've already they've already kind of said that they're they're ruling against this. But if 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 GoNet Speed is still moving forward, they're either going to choose to pay the rental, which is insane, uh, yeah. that they would have to do it and still be competitive, which is great that they're doing it, um, or they're going to fight it. When I hope our legislature is just going to go to Pura and say, "Pound sand, you guys. We told you they can use it for anything." Um, there's three people on the Pura committee, and they're the ones causing this whole issue. Three people are affecting. The entire state's ability, yeah, the entire state's ability to get more competition through municipal gain. Now, we shouldn't even have to be doing it through municipal gain. If if our state legislature would just say enough of this ridiculous uh, monopoly that the power companies and and Frontier have on the polls and and allow for poll neutrality, that's really what you want to fight for: poll neutrality. You should make okay. if you instead of paying companies eighty million dollars to stay here in Connecticut, figure out ways of lowering the cost of entry into being a broadband provider in Connecticut, and all of a sudden we would have fast internet because right now my cell phone bill is nineteen yeah. bucks a month. You have chosen cricket and you're paying we'll a low 30. cost. I'm yeah, paying thirty for you know unlimited talk and text and two gigs of data. Yeah, there's, a, there's so there's competition out there, and guess yeah. what? We're having all sorts of choice. 
because there's nobody controlling your air, thankfully. Uh, But the poles are still controlled by old-fashioned methods, Mm. and it's ridiculous. Go ahead, Bob. I just went to GoNet Speed's uh, website, and I checked availability. And what came back is, and I wanted to put this out there, is people in Bristol, go to the website. (laughs) It says, we need your help. Yeah, they're targeting very – it seems to me my visit to the website indicated that they were targeting very small uh, geographic areas, the west side of Hartford, west of downtown, all of West Hartford, right. uh, a couple of neighborhoods in New Haven, I think. Yep, um, they, yep. they, you know, I, I think they're trying to ease their way in. Well, yeah. what it says here is currently there is not enough interest in your area. Help us make your community next by having your friends and neighbors sign up at gonetspeed.com to help us reach the goal of 10% interest. Right. Once we reach our goal from your community, you'll benefit from... Up to one gigabit upload and download speeds, faster web service, video streaming, and online gaming. Plans right. starting at only $50 a month for 100 megabits. Lifetime, yep. and it's a lifetime uh, price. It is. It's a lifetime rate. Uh, I, I, I see no fault unless, you know, uh, some regulatory agency steps in. <laughs> well, yeah, they want to keep the price artificially high. <laughs> that's what they want to do. For why? what reason, I can't imagine, but that's what they want to do. So, anyway, Jack, thanks for the clarification. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, good. Let us know I how will, it goes. I'll get back to you. I will, I will definitely get back to you. And, and and I appreciate your show very much. I listen most weeks. I don't call in a lot, but uh, 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 you guys do do good work. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. All right, Jack. See you later. Yep. Bye bye. So we've had uh, similar services on the show. We we brought in um, one of the main folks at uh, Whip City Fiber up there in Westfield, Mass, who have done this. They are bringing fiber internet right to the home up in Westfield because they are a uh, a town-owned power company. So they already own the poles. And they said, you know what? We're going to get into internet. And they had gotten into it years ago with dial-up service. And then they decided to get into the fiber broadband service. And Whip City Fiber, yes, Whip City, the home of the buggy whip, is now got faster internet service than most of New England. <laughs> so I look at I look at Wallingford, who owns their own power company. Man, they can do the same thing like Whip City. Just talk to Whip City Fiber, and you can bring more revenue into your power company and make Wallingford even more desirable as it is. It's already the lowest power uh, rates in the, in the state. Imagine having the highest internet speeds. You know, you want to have some sort of uh, economic uh, reason to go to a city. Having high-speed broadband internet at a low price is a is a draw for a lot of people and a lot of companies. I don't know, just me thinking. Uh, I am not the sharpest tack in the drawer. Who knows? Let's go to a quick break here. We're going to go to Gene and Paul after the break and stick around. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I've been playing uh, bumps. Well, my producers have been playing bumps. I haven't done it. Uh, for a band called No BS Brass. And uh, I didn't know I didn't. I should have thought of it long ago. They're a great great group. It's a second line band. There's a ton of them out there. Trombone Shorty, uh, Bonarama, some great stuff out there. And uh, these guys do some amazing, amazing tunes. So check them out. No BS Brass. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Paul in Litchfield. Hello, Paul. Good morning. Morning. Um, Windows 10 has a nasty habit of back up. I want. I finally decided. Well, you could have stopped right there, Paul. You could have said right there. Windows 10 has a nasty habit, and we would have been in complete agreement. (laughs) But what were you trying to do? I was trying to install Open Office. Okay. Um, Windows blocked it. 
<clears throat> However, it did not block the other fun stuff that comes with it. I now have a new browser on my computer. I have a new antivirus on my computer. and also, I'll deal with that later. But I'm looking at this, you know, I, I get these messages. Unauthorized changes block, controlled folder access block, see Windows, blah, 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 for making changes to memory, uh, controlled folder access block, unauthorized changes block. Uh, mm. how, do I, how do I get Windows 10 to accept something that I want to download? Is there a, that is interesting. Um, however, you're not alone. I would never okay. guess that Windows 10 would block a competing product that's free on their, on their operating system. Who would have thunk it? Um, so you're not alone. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we have to do a little research here as to why it's blocking it for you. As long as you're getting, you know, I assume you're downloading the Apache Open Open Office. You're not getting some sort of uh, incorrect link, right? You're not downloading by accident. Because the word Open Office is so generic that you could have Googled to an actual malicious site. Um, and maybe you're not downloading what you think you are. Is it the Apache Open Office? I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. Okay. So, but, okay, so it's called Apache Open Office. Here it is. Version 4 free download. Is that the one you downloaded? I, have no, I haven't gotten there yet. There's also another version called LibreOffice, which is a competing free uh, office. That's actually split off from uh, the Apache. Yeah, my thought is you might have downloaded something that's incorrect by just doing a Google search, and that's the danger of Google. Is yeah, okay. Just looking at the page that just opened for me when I went to the link for Apache Open Office. Yeah. No, I was not here last night. Okay, so you went to the wrong place, maybe, and so maybe Microsoft saved you um, because uh, you might be might not have downloaded the the the, the Open Office you thought you were downloading. Um, so what you want to do is uninstall those things and go to the correct link, which we've put up for you. So you're, it's funny. You were thinking about doing this last night. We talked about it today, actually. Um, so go to the, think alike. I guess so. let's go to, go to the correct page, uh, by going to computertalkwithtab.com. And we've got a nice link there. You can be sure of that is the proper open office link and uninstall whatever you did install. And maybe well, Microsoft installed. Because Good. I, I finally figured out how to get to the start menu. Mm -hmm. God forbid they label it as such. <laughs> and now it's, it's no longer programs. It's apps. And it's like, really? I know. W WTF. I hear you. I know. Don't make me use the button. <laughs> no, I hear you. Oh, trust, trust me. Jim, Jim and I are, are, are old phone buddies. And I know about the delay. And I know what. <laughs> I, I got the seven words taped to my screen. <laughs> Don't say this. Um, so, yeah, so go to the proper uh, link that we're going to put here for you and try it that way. And uh, uninstall whatever junk you downloaded from the wrong place and uh, try it again. And, and it looks like Microsoft might have saved you from yourself. However, there are instances here where uh, Microsoft does have issues or tries to cause trouble for OpenOffice or has caused trouble for OpenOffice installs. I'm seeing posts from 2016 here on this issue through uh, the Apache forum. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's your case. You went to the wrong place, I think. Okay, well, I'm glad that was a relatively simple. Well, we'll so see. Far. Yeah, go ahead and download the right stuff and go from there. All right. All right. And as usual, if it, if it doesn't work, I'll be back. Well, that's, we're here. All Have right, Paul. Have a good day, guys. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In the famous words of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's go on to uh, Jean in uh, West Hartford. Hey, Jean. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing fine. What's going on? All right. Well, so actually, when you brought up this whole thing about Outlook and the other person called, yeah. I'm in the same situation. We've talked before. Okay. I have an old laptop, uh -huh. 
but it works fine. And I I did make the conversion to from Windows 7 to Windows 10. It went fine, and I good. don't have any problem with that. Good. So anyway, that's good. But when you, I do have a problem because even though I am again one of those old SBC Global mm-hmm. um, mailboxes, mailboxes, all right, which came from AT and T, you know, and then SBC Global. And so, anyway, I am getting that notice, too, that I need to, and I'm not accepting, and it's allowing me to click out on my laptop. However, not on my phone, my iPhone or iPad. What notice are you getting, Jean? I'm getting the notice that says, sign this, you know. Oh, the oath? The, yeah, oath. And I'm not doing it, and then I'm able to still get into my email. Wow, all right? okay. But now with all this conversation about... Um, I should get off of that altogether. Mm-hmm. And if I were to, I decided I've never used Outlook. I used it when I was employed, but mm-hmm. I've never used it on my personal computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I went to look to see if I have Office. Mm-hmm. Because if I have Office, do I own Office? Technically, uh, depending on if they loaded it for free, like in a trial mode, when you bring it up, it'll tell you. Well, it says Outlook, which I went in and I found Office 365 programs. It, I use Word, Excel, mm-hmm. um, and PowerPoint because I have the home and student version. And most likely you own Outlook. Yeah. Um, and so it says, it, it actually says install. All oh. right. I mean, in other words, it isn't installed currently, mm. nor is PowerPoint. Okay. You go ahead and install it. You might have the installer already on your machine. Okay, and then um, that would work, and then I would own it. I wouldn't have to buy it from them. Is that correct? The assumption I'm making is you already purchased the home and student version, and you just did install I, yeah, that component. I did because, I mean, obviously I have Word and Excel. Yeah. So, yeah, install that the Outlook component. If yep. that doesn't solve your issue as far as Oath, you still then need to choose a different mail provider. I still need to choose a different mail yeah. provider? Yeah, Outlook is just a tool to read email. It is oh. not your mailbox. Oh, all right. Yeah, so you're going to then still have to go and say, you know what, I can't keep using SBC Global. Or you decide you're going to let them read your mail, and you are going to do that. Um, but Outlook is purely the method by which you're going to read email. And, and also, if I got Outlook, all right, if I went ahead and installed Outlook, yeah, that won't necessarily work or transfer to... Um, to my iPad or my iPhone, correct? Correct. It doesn't matter, though. Your your problem is in your mailbox, oh. not in your uh, your mail. Not in how client. I read it. Exactly. So right. you can so, keep you can keep not clicking on that warning, but eventually you're going to have to make a decision. That they're going to tell you. Period. You have to do do so, and and that's going to be either to decide to use your local internet um, mailbox from your provider of internet or allow them to read your mail. So um, and if. Would that be like, since now I'm like Frontier? Yeah, but I think Frontier is also a Yahoo, so you might be stuck there too. Well, yeah, I mean, Frontier is who I used. I mean, yeah. I just kept going down the line here. You know, yeah. I went from AT&T to Frontier. All yeah. right, so All right, Gene, I got, can, can you hang on, Gene? I got a hard break here. Okay. All right, we're going to have Gene hang on, and we're going to be right back. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to get back to your calls. Jean in West Hartford had a final question, I think, and uh, we ran yeah. out of time. Y- yes. Um, thanks. Sure. Um, so the the uh, um, the open office is really again open office and um, Apache office mm-hmm. is actually one that is again just a way of reading your mail. Correct. The Apache doesn't have a mail client. We thought it did. It does not. Okay. Um, so we put up a link for twelve different free mail clients. Okay. Um, open office in Apache is basically a, a way to to get a free um, word. Uh, type of uh, document editor or spreadsheet uh, type of uh, editor. So you you can void Microsoft altogether if you wanted to, except for your mail client, which would mean you have to try a different mail client. Yeah. So you're fine. You've already owned the software, so why bother buying anything else? You're right. good there. Okay. And then, but I do need to, to figure out if I don't want to do that, who else I choose, right? And you said yeah. you posted those on your website. As far as choosing your um, your your uh, mail mail provider, right. uh, we didn't put that up there for you. Okay. Uh, we don't know what's best for you when it comes to your mail provider. I always recommend, though, using your internet provider as your mail provider. Um, in your case, uh, That's it, back to frontier. it could be the same problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, that really going to do me any good. No, so you could always look at third-party mail providers that are out there. I wish I could come up with a great suggestion for that so far, but I have not been able to, to say use these guys because you know Google's no different than Yahoo. Um, nor is Hotmail. They're all the same free mail services. So really, services. It, it doesn't matter in terms of that. There's not one. I thought there was one that possibly you pay for. There have been some I've heard of, okay. uh, but nothing that I could say to you to, to try. Okay. Uh, but they, no, no one's really come out and said they're the they're a good leading mailbox provider. Until this becomes more of an issue where people, you know, like they're thinking about Facebook, where they're using your data. Right. Before you start thinking about, people start saying, you know what, I've got all my stuff connected to this mailbox that's free from Google or Yahoo. Are they right. reading? And, and they're asking me permission to read the mail. I mean, would you would you allow allow your postman, no matter how much you trust no, him, to I, open your mail? No. But, well, and so I'm not. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I right. think as you said before that they're reading it anyway. Probably they've the been oath, reading it all along. The oath, folks. Actually, if you look at the post we put back a few a days ago, they actually have you say it's okay. Yeah. Which is the Yahoo folks. Yeah, I know, and I'm not saying okay. So I've been able to to just keep acting out of it. I'm just going to keep doing that. Okay. It's just I got a feeling your email is going to stop at some point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it could very well. So I guess at a point, I guess it'll warn me or something. Hopefully. No, 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 no. No, it no, won't. It'll just stop. I mean, I gave you the, the example of a friend of ours that has her AT&T, which was an SNET account, just stopped. They just killed it on her with no yeah. warning. Okay. And she had everything connected to it, and she had to spend you know, days going to a new mailbox because so they just – So it will – if I go to at and if I go to AT&T or it um, – or or Frontier, they won't help me with Any, that. Anyone that's using the Yahoo solution is going to end up with that same oath that says they can read your mail. But I didn't ever really choose Yahoo. I mean, there was a point in time when it was just SVC. Well, right. That, your internet provider chose that because of how they merged. Right. Exactly. It's not so, really I mean, your I choice. Didn't choose, I didn't choose Yahoo. I just ended up with it. And I don't have an IU, a Yahoo extension, obviously. No, you have SBC Global, right. which hasn't existed for what? 15 years? Well, at least probably. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky that thing is still being maintained. Yeah, I know. I am. I am. I realize that. Okay, thank you so much. Right, I appreciate Jean. you guys very much. Our pleasure. All right, Thanks. thank you so much. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. All right, let's move on to Cheryl in Prospect. Cheryl, what's up? Oh, good morning, Eric and morning. Bob. Morning. Um, good morning. I have a Mac, 
Mm-hmm. And I, you, you know, I don't have cable TV anymore. Mm-hmm. I cut the cord with the cable TV. Yep. But I do watch NBC Connecticut News on mm-hmm. my Mac. Cool. And I'm using Firefox. Okay. But what's happening is it, it, it'll stop. The sound and the picture just stops and doesn't work, and I get that spinning wheel. You're buffering. Okay. So what do you have for broadband speed? What's your internet speed? I believe it's... It's with Frontier, and um, I think it's like 18. All right, 18 down. So do a speed test. Um, go to Xfinity at some point. I, I recommend the Xfinity speed test. I don't know why. I just do. It seems simple for people to use. Big button on the front there. And type in Xfinity speed test and do a, a speed test of your Internet. And uh, the issue is that your your broadband is just not maybe broad enough for you to get a good, reliable stream from NBC. Yeah, because everything else works. You know, like I can watch Hulu and everything else on it. So. The other, the other thought it could be that NBC Thirty is having issues uploading or maintaining their stream. So remember, they're sending their signal to a aggregator of some kind that is then rebroadcasting it through a internet speed, uh, through the internet, the way you're, you're you're receiving it. So there's many there's many points along the way that cause your performance issue. Right, so NBC's uploading. They're then having to pay the aggregator to deliver it to you. In the old days of broadcasting, you know, if you, if you just got an antenna, it would always work. You know, you wouldn't have to go through the uh, Rube Goldberg uh, method of getting video to your computer versus just putting up an antenna the way the old-fashioned stuff used to work always. always. And they still do that, by the way. Oh, I know they do. Right. Um, yeah, I don't have Xfinity. I have Frontier. No, I know you don't. But you can do the Xfinity speed test. Oh, really? Yeah, just test it with them. And uh, it it's a big button on there. You go to go to Xfinity Speed Test and do a test. And if you got if you but you already told me you've got good results with other services, right? Yeah. So then it is maybe NBC 30's issue. So if you email them and say, "Hey, what's up?" Right. they might give you some advice as to what you can do to improve it. But um, it could just be them. Yeah, this only this only happens on full screen. Well, then you know what I'm going to tell you, right? Use the less the screen. <laughs> yeah, or lower the resolution. The other option is to lower the res. If you're if you you can do it in full screen but lower the res, uh, it'll deliver less data to you, and that might allow it to work better for you. Okay, so lower the resolution. Yeah. All right. Where do you find the? In the right, hand? usually in the right hand corner of the of the screen that you're watching, it'll give you an option to you know maybe it'll be uh, what 480p or 720p or you want to lower it to whatever lower it just a, a step or two to see if it improves your performance. All right, I'll try that. All right, Cheryl. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yep. Bye. That's the problem with streaming sometimes. It's not always the broadband. Right, Bob? Right. <laughs> so we wanted to bring up this news article uh, that we were, we've been talking here off air. You haven't heard us chatting about it. But this is an article that goes back to 2016. And uh, basically, the, I, Ireland had allowed Apple to come in and, and uh, set up shop, Right. And Apple's kicking butt in Ireland, making billions and billions and billions of dollars. Great for them. And then the EU, the folks in Brussels, said to Ireland, hey, guys, you know what? You're not charging Apple enough for taxes. So, again, what what they did in Ireland is they lowered the corporate tax, drew in a great company like Apple to work there. They gave Gobs of jobs, plenty of commerce. Everyone's happy making money. Ireland's happy. Apple's happy. The people working for Apple are happy because they lowered the taxes. But Brussels said in the EU, "You're not a sovereign nation. <laughs> you're not charging enough. You're not sovereign, right? We want to tell you what you 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 should be charging these guys, which is fifteen 
billion more in taxes. <laughs> you almost think of Dr. Evil, the uh, Brussels guy saying, you got to tax Apple, $15 billion. So this goes back to 2016. And uh, so uh, now they're, they're asking Apple to testify in front of the uh, EU parliament. And Apple's saying, hey, I'm not talking to you guys. We got a case involved. We got a case here, and we're going to be dealing with fighting um, you. But they have decided not to, to sit down and uh, do a Zuckerberg, you know, kind of sit in front of the EU parliament and, and, and uh, have to be asked why they're not paying enough in taxes. Look, that was a deal that Ireland gave them. But of course, they're part of the EU, they are not a sovereign nation anymore. And Brussels really is, is, is in charge of the uh, European Union, and they're going to make Apple pay $15 billion. We'll see what happens. They're, now, Apple, of course, is appealing that fine, and that's why they don't want to sit down with them. But it's the same thing here in Connecticut. You know, it's, We're giving away money to the big corporations here in Connecticut to have them stay rather than making it more feasible to stay. Ireland figured that out and drew Apple. <laughs> here in Connecticut, we haven't quite figured that out yet. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll see if Apple pays that $15 billion fine. So if you go overseas to uh, save money in taxes... Overseas to save money? I don't think well, that's possible. Let's say, for instance, uh, you're a big company like an oh, Apple. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you go to a co- another country like Ireland yeah. who says, we're going to give you a deal on your taxes if you move here and create right. jobs and bring prosperity to our country. Right. And then the EU says, oh, no, no, we got to make you poor. Yeah. you got to pay more taxes. Yeah, make it painful for you. We'll see what happens. We're going to take a quick break here. we got four lines open for you. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're here till 11 o'clock. Don't make us talk about our kids. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11. Feel free to get online. We have four lines wide open if you want to chat about anything we talked about. Um, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Um, while we wait for your calls, there was something I wanted to bring up, and it was interesting. The Tesla Model 3. There's been all sorts of issues with Tesla and their ability to produce enough Model 3s. And, and um, so Consumer Reports got a look at the Tesla Model 3 and kind of failed it. Um, basically, they found that the Model 3's stopping distance during an emergency braking test, which is something that um, you should be doing for every you know, test drive you do on any car, um, make sure it'll stop. It really freaks out the uh, the um, sales guy with you when you do that emergency test <laughs> braking um, in the back seat. But uh, Consumer Reports d- uh, does this test, and they do a, a brake uh, test uh, when you're driving 60 miles an hour. They went and checked to see how, how long the car would take to stop. And in this case, it was 152 feet. And at that distance, it's far worse than any contemporary car we've tested, and about seven feet longer than the stopping distance of a Ford F-150 full-size pickup truck. That's pretty bad. Um, so obviously, if you, you know, you, you're driving along, you want to be able to stop. So Tesla did a firmware update. A firmware update is basically a software update to the car's hardware and told the car it made adjustments. Now, I don't know why they wouldn't have tested this earlier on um, to make sure that they would at least meet or exceed expectations of, of an emergency stop, but they didn't. And uh, now they did. They updated the firmware, and now the car stops, and Consumer Reports is happy that it stops in the distance that it does. That's both, in my opinion, that's both great and frightening at the same time. Because <laughs> in our business, we've seen companies, um, antivirus companies, firewall companies, any company out there that talks to devices, make errors updating firmware. 
right? In this case, this fixed the firmware, um, fixed the, uh, the the device, and made it made it better, made the S three Model three better. But it could also they could do a firmware update and not make it better. I don't know what they could do to to harm it, but if if you can make the stopping distance shorter, they could do a firmware update that makes it even longer. Um, for me, I would like to be able to control that. You know, if I'm a, purchasing a car or anybody has a safety recall, you go and bring it to the dealer and they they fix the problem, and you know that you've taken action yourself rather than having some software update come down and they fix it. So I think it's neat that they were able to do what they were able to do, but there's two sides to every uh, sword here, double-edged sword. Uh, they could easily make a mistake. Nah, that'll never happen. Let's go on to your calls. <laughs> we're going to go go to uh, Linda in Wallingford next. Hey, Linda. Hi, how you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Not too bad. Um, so I have a couple of kids going off for their freshman year um, of college. Two at the same time? And uh, actually, um, three. I have, so I have triplets. Oh my gosh! And yes, so I'm looking to um, upgrade their laptops mm-hmm. to you know take with them. Yep. So I'm looking to be um, the most economical, but I don't obviously I don't, I don't want to cheap out and and you know I, I don't want them to have what they need. But yeah. Um, so you have any advice as far as going the Mac route or going still staying with a PC? Well, the or, Mac or, the Mac route is not the cheap route. No, I know, I know, but so if if, it's going to last them for the four years. Oh, uh, it might be the most. No, I don't think that really is where the Mac uh, shows its uh, colors. There, as far as extra quality for extra money, it's just more expensive, as far as I'm concerned. Um, okay. If you want to save money, you would want to look at the PC route because in most cases you'd be able to buy two PCs for the price of the one Mac, and you've got three you need. So if yep. you if you look in a laptop range of the HPs that are out there, um, maybe in a nine hundred dollar range. Um, you'll be able to get a good laptop that should last your uh, um, folks there at least the four years and perform. If you get an i5 processor at least, um, if you can splurge for the i7, that's fine, but i5 is all they really need. Um, A hybrid hard drive of a terabyte in size or a solid state of half a terabyte is plenty. They don't really need a lot of data storage um, for what they do in college. And uh, portability, you know, 15-inch screen is what they need for portability, but they may want a bigger screen because they're going to sit there in their dorm rooms and stream Netflix. Um, right. <laughs> so they may want a bigger screen there. But if you look at 900 bucks or so, you can get a great quality PC laptop that is going to survive quality-wise for four years and performance-wise for four years and save you a lot more on versus the Mac. Um, and the you're, looking, you're, you're thinking the HP, so the i7 would be... Yeah, HP, i5 or i7, uh, whichever laptop flavor. Bring them to the um, the big box store to, to take a look at which ones they like and keep that $900 range in your mind. You know, Steer them back down because they're going to go to the best one first. <laughs> of course, yes. But they just need good processors. Stay away from the i3s. That won't be enough processor. 8 gigs of RAM would be nice. Um, so it performs. when It'll be Windows 10 whether you like it or not. Don't buy the... Um, um, office suite there they're going to probably get access to a 365 style um system from their college yeah yeah so and don't buy antivirus you're going to get that free from microsoft on the machine itself so all right great thanks for your help three kids that you i assume right when they came out you started saving right uh actually i did nice (laughs) yeah i did congratulations thank you all right linda bye-bye bye-bye 
Wow, that's like the scariest thing in my mind, sending three kids to college at the same time. <laughs> She's giving me cold sweats. I have three kids, but thankfully they're two years apart. Even that's crazy. Um, let's go to Danny uh, in Glastonbury. What's up, Danny? Hey, guys. Hey. Listen, I did that speed test, uh, that Xfinity speed test. Yeah. And I'm getting between uh, 3.1 and 2.6 down and 0.2 to 4.0 up. Wow, you barely have internet, man. Yeah, really? Yeah. What's the minimum? Oh, now I've got uh, 10.9 up. Uh, what's the minimum you need? Uh, we've got DSL with the Frontier. Well, look online first to see what your bill is. See what they're pa- charging oh, you for. 1995. No, no. What are they charging you for? Oh, so what they're char- Okay, so it'll say the speed that they're charging us for. They should say the speed. Yeah. And then you should, then you find out you know if you're getting it through that speed test. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's all relative. If you're if you're streaming everything to your satisfaction, the speed is fine. I I would always tell you to buy as little as you need to get what you need for, for, for what you're doing. Right. Because we don't have any competitions. The only thing we can do is lower our cost by lowering the amount of speed to what actually works right. for us. What's the minimum speed you need uh, to, to uh, watch Netflix, to stream Netflix on DSL? Is there a minimum speed? You could do it with 10 megs or even with less. 10? Yeah, or even less. Um, if you have a good device that's going to buffer it properly uh, mm-hmm. for you, it can deal with a lot of, of bad Internet connections. So it all depends on the device you're streaming it to and how it's handling and buffering and, and loading, preloading the, the screen for you before you have to wait for the, the Internet to deliver okay. it. So it's all relative to a lot of different components. Okay, yes, thanks for that. All right, Dan. All right, our resident groupie, Danny. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning. Uh, I want to thank Matt and Mike for producing, and also Mike G for posting everything live we talked about. It's all out there for you at computertalkwithtab.com, the old-fashioned website. Also, if you follow us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, the news will get to your news feed. Maybe. And then, of course, if you follow us at Tab Computer Sys, right below Donald Trump there, Tab Computer Sys on Twitter, it'll get to that news feed too. Maybe. So, <laughs> thanks again, guys. See you next week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.